Good evening and welcome to tonight's broadcast. I had no intention of going live tonight, but man, you know, we don't get a lot. There's not a lot of, when news comes, when news comes in this very small little community, it's like, it's always explosive or crazy or I don't know. And, um, wow, something really, uh, just incredible happened. Um, I'm not, not necessarily incredible in a good way either, probably in a very bad way. I would definitely say in a very bad way. Um, good for people that want to hear the music bad. I mean, bad for a lot of reasons, bad for a lot of reasons. And, uh, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but to answer the, the question, let's start off right first. Hold on. Let's start off the right way, uh, for our friend Rumorg. Hold on one second. Let's just, let's just throw it out there just because can't, I mean, we're, we're, uh, 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 75 seconds into this thing. You gotta just start it off the, the right way, right? Here it is. Jeff is gonna talk about the Misfits right now. He's a nerd about this stuff, obsessed anyhow. Jeff never shuts his face, always needs to talk. My eyes go somewhere if he went out for a walk. Do you think Dancing cares? He doesn't care. He's out in Okay, so um, we're talking about bootlegs. So we've kind of talked about bootlegs in the past a few times. Um, are bootlegs good? Uh, is it good thing that bootlegs were, you know, that bootlegs are made? You know, what did I call the name of this thing? I said, I said, oh yeah, bootlegging. Is that a good thing? All right. So the answer is straight up. No, it's not a good thing. It is a bad thing. There's a reason why it's bad. It's bad. Okay. Bootlegging's bad. Okay. No, it's it's bad for a few reasons. One, first and foremost, the people who own this stuff don't get paid. And that is terrible. And, you know, straight up, like the people and, and what do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, I don't who knows what the plan could have been for material like this, but when it's been bootlegged, it makes it, you know, less likely that it's gonna come out in a way that maybe the artist might intend it for it to come out. And who knows? I don't think it, uh, I, man, I don't think it, um, I just, I don't think it's good. I don't think it, it's beneficial, you know? And, you know, I think about like the fact, and then, you know, of course people get getting paid, you know, it's like people like look at Mr. Jim and Franche Coma who play on some of those tracks, you know, if, if that material was ever to come out in any kind of capacity, those dudes, you know, play on it, you know? Um, and so they're affected. It's it's kind of like that. It's the same reason, you know, everybody wants to hear, here, let me, it's super simple to come at it from the Manny perspective. You know, everybody knows that Manny has super rare recordings. 
and everybody wants to hear them. And, uh, you know, understandably so. But at the end of the day, you know, Manny owns that recording. Glenn owns, you know, the publishing or whatever. He owns the copyright to the songs. And, you know, if we're going to hear it in, if people are going to get paid, if it's going to be in any kind of official capacity, it's got to come out that the proper avenue, you know? And I guess it's the same with any of this other stuff. Um, I had heard some of this stuff in the past. I have, full disclosure, I have heard it. I'm not going to lie. That would be straight up, I'd be a straight up liar if I said I didn't hear it. I'm only human. Um, but if it was released in an official capacity, I would love to have bought it. And I still would buy it. I'd be happy to buy it in an official capacity. Um, who knows how this will affect, you know, the possibility of anything being released in the future. You know, we've talked ad nauseum about, hey, maybe they'll do a, maybe they'll do an album someday, a live album, or, you know, we've talked, would they ever do another studio album? Would it work? Would it not work? Blah, 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 blah that whole sort of thing. Um, whether, whether it would work, whether it wouldn't work, you know, these guys are old school, you know, and they don't, <laughs> they're not very progressive on any kind of, they're not very pragmatic. Let's put it that way. So, you know, to them, you know, I mean, just look at, look at all the stuff that gets taken off of YouTube, you know, um, all the time. And, you know, it, just put two and two together. It's, it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing. So, you know, I would imagine that stuff like this just makes things worse. So is it a good thing that it was bootlegged? No, not at all. Um, you know, and you can't really put that back in the bottle. The moment that these files go digital and share and, and hit the internet, that's it, man. They are everywhere. They just, they just go out. They just go out into the ether. You know, I never thought that I would get to hear some of that stuff. You know, I, I never thought, I remember dreaming of, of hearing some of that stuff. I remember being shocked when learning that it even existed you know, many, many, many years prior. Um, in a way, this show kind of reflects the very first show we ever did when we talked about those Manny tapes. So this is kind of really full circle here in that kind of way, I guess. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not a good thing. It's really, really not a good thing. And, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really understand. I don't know too much about how the whole bootlegging operations work. I just know that, you know, eBay is involved and it's this whole, you know, people that's how people get it on eBay. And, um, and then these things get ripped. And then once they're ripped and then they're shared and that's it, that's it. You're going to see this, this is going to be up all over YouTube soon. Every, it's going to be everywhere, everywhere. I guarantee it at some, some way, shape or form. These are no longer uh, rare recordings. That's not to say that they should only be cherished by a few, but the point is that it's owned by somebody and they get to decide what, you know, is done with it. But the moment someone decided to bootleg these releases, all of that goes out the window now. Whether, whether Glenn or Jerry or whoever like it or not, those, those songs or those versions of those songs they now belong to the internet. The internet has them. There's no way to get them back. And that's why stuff, that's why people are so, what's it called, uh, tight-fisted? That's why people are so 
tight-fisted. I am not wearing a do-rag. This is just a backwards hat. <laughs> My hair is long. So <laughs> it does kind of look like I'm wearing a do-rag, doesn't it? That's funny. Um, I'm not playing any music on here either. Like, no way, dude. I don't do that ever. Do I ever play music? I will play cover versions of songs and that's about it i'm not I, I no way dude i wouldn't play anything i would never not whether i had something or not you know um so yeah so but i will tell you that i did take notes and i want to go over my observations with you if that's something you'd be interested in maybe it's not but um just my thoughts uh, upon examining it you know, um, a lot of the same comment over and over again in the chat. Yes, we know. We'll get there in a second. So just to go back to this for a minute, I don't know how I'm being a little redundant here. I'm kind of repeating myself, but I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know how this will affect. It's not a good thing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, boots don't really serve. Here's when, here's when I think a bootleg serves a purpose. It's when, A, um, the copyright holder, the publisher is dead and their work has gone out of print, right? And so literally there's just no way for someone to legally purchase the material, whatever it is, the song or a movie or something. And the only way to see it is by watching a bootleg or watching a pirated whatever. That's that is the only time where I feel like it makes sense. If it's out of print, I, I think I need a rhyme. You know how you think these things rhyme? If it's out of print, let it stint. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. Someone think of something that works for a rhyme. If it's out of print, then you know. Because then, if it's out of print, then the, nobody's nobody's profiting. You know, um, and it's just like. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's upsetting. It is upsetting. And I, I, well, it's upsetting in the sense that like, you know, I, I want to see this officially come out, like give me some sort of static age, you know, deluxe version with all the tracks, you know, maybe cleaned up slightly. And I'll get to that in a minute because what you're hearing actually is kind of, it's kind of beautiful. Like what is on uh, if it's super rare, it's all fair. I kind of like that. If it's super rare, it's all fair. But no, no, it can't be super rare. It has to be out of print, out of print. What does that mean? It means that it's not being sold legally. You know, that's when I think it's, that's when there's, let's put it this way. I feel like that's the gray area where it becomes okay. It's like, hey, I really want to hear this. I'm a huge fan. I'm not even trying to spread it or nothing. I just want to hear it. You know, and there's a huge difference between hearing something and spreading something. And then there's another huge difference where you are literally creating, you know, releases that ne were never sanctioned by the band, pressing it onto vinyl and selling it on eBay. So, you know, and, you know, I mean, listen, there are going to be a lot of collectors that are going to want that bootleg because, you know, it'll probably it will probably become a, a collector's item on some level. Uh, for a bunch of different reasons. And um, I don't know. I, I do not know. Uh, in any case, I did I did take some notes. I did hear um, I, I did hear it and I did take some notes and I have some observations 
Um, but like I said, if if at all you you know have the opportunity, if if you come into something that's super rare that is held by somebody else, this is the big takeaway message that I want to put out there. That's all I want to say. Big takeaway message. If you have something that is super rare that does not belong to you, you should not put it on the internet. That's all. Or you shouldn't share it with other people on the internet and prolifer- uh, proliferate, uh, copy it, whatever, um, because it's inconsiderate. That's all. That's the bottom line at the end of the day. I mean, look, the 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 toothpaste is out of the tube now. Like there's not, you know, I mean, everybody and everybody's curiosity, we're all foaming at the mouth, right? Like, you know, straight up, it's like, you know, trying to be, um, it's like starving and seeing a big banquet and like not trying to eat. But like at the end of the day, like if, if you do, if you do come across something or if you do hear something, if you do come into possession of something and it does not belong to you, that does not give you the right to give it to everybody else. That's my personal opinion on it. That's my personal opinion. And yes, I understand, you know, there's a lot of people that just want to hear it. There's a lot of whatever. I get that. Of course, I'm that guy too. We're, aren't we all that person? But we have to, but it's like, dude, this is like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not our call. It's nobody's call, man. Um, it says the famous monster Rehearsal demos were leaked in their entirety not all that long ago. I want this is a great example to tell a story. A long time ago, I was I was somewhere many, many years ago, over a decade ago, I was somewhere with someone who was letting me take music off of their computer. They said, fill her up, whatever you want. Uh, they were in possession of the famous monsters rehearsal demos and I took them and I held on to them. I did not share them. I listened to them. I took them in. I appraised them for what they were. And, um, and that was that, that nothing needed to be said. I didn't upload them to the internet. They weren't mine. They weren't even that person's. The point was, this was something that was clearly very special. It was unreleased and it deserved to remain the way that, you know, it deserved to remain in that state because nobody, you know, it was a privilege. It was a privilege to hear something that was not meant for public consumption. Cause that's, a, that's the other thing too, is do, do the artists want these things? Do the, do the artists want these things consumed by the public? And there are some you know, musicians and artists that are like, hell yeah, dude. Like we love everything. We cherish all of it because to us, you know, for me, I love hearing like alternate versions and demos of things and like, oh, that's how that song turned to that. Or that's what they did there. Or that was a mistake. Like all of that stuff is sacred to me, man. I love it. Not just with the Misfits, just with any project. But there are some bands, they only want you to hear the finest version of their song, of their product. You know, they don't want you to hear to them. It's embarrassing or to them. It's, it's weird. It's incomplete. It's not, it doesn't represent their art in that kind of way. Now, am I saying that that's what how the misfits feel? No, I don't speak for Glenn and Jerry. I don't actually know. I'm just saying that when you look at all of the, when you look at all of the different pieces, that's, that's what it's like, or that, that's how, that's how, you know, it makes sense 
to me. Um, so, you know, it sucks. People don't get paid. It's not ours to share. Uh, who knows how it will mess up any, if they are thinking of releasing something, who knows how it's going to mess it up. Might. Um, and that's, that's really it. And, you know, I mean, someone's going to take, here's what, here's the future. Here is the sad future. Um, I'm not even sure if the person eventually let it, I'm not even sure if that person eventually let it out. I agree with you though. I'd like to hear how things evolve. Sonic Um, I'll get to the comments afterwards, guys. Let me just finish my little rant here and then we'll go into the thing and then the thing. Um, so, so, oh shit, I lost my, oh, I cursed. Wasn't supposed to do that. Wait, what were, what was I talking about? I lost my place. I lost my place. We're talking about, I got, see, this is why I can't, this is why I can't do this. I uh, can't uh, look at the comments. What was I talking about? What the hell was I talking about? Uh, I'm talking about not being able to see, wow, I like, really hit a ginormous pothole. I don't remember what the hell I was saying. What was I saying? I can't rewind this either. Mm, all right, let's keep going. Let us, let's keep going. Well, oh, oh, yes, now I remember. We don't know how it's going to affect, we don't know how it's going to affect. Now, here's another thing that is super interesting about this stuff. Nobody really knew or was aware that this, some of this stuff existed. Some people knew, but a lot of people were like, what, that's all there is. I don't think there's anything else. When I first discovered that this stuff existed, it made me think like, you have to imagine, and then you know, to find out like all the stuff that Manny was in possession of. Um, it had me, um, it had me like sort of like think like what else is out there? And what I mean by that is like you have to imagine like all the little song ideas, all the little like bullshit little things, musings that got put on tape that Glenn might have put on tape and you know, thrown in the closet. And they all got like, uh, uh, you know, um, I don't know, moldy or whatever, or whatever. They just, they just sort of went by the, by the wayside, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. It just makes me, it just made like knowing that this stuff is out there makes me question what else, you know, has never been heard and that there has to be, there's even more. Um, and I don't know. It's interesting. I was talking about the future of, oh, okay. I was talking about the future of, Probably about releases and that, who knows, man. I'm just, I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Let me move on. Let me move on. Okay. So uh, before we, before I start on, on my notes thing, I'm just going to do quick um, sponsor, sponsorship, ridestickers.com, ridestickers, we are the bomb. Go to ridestickers backslash from us down in the description below. You can get a thousand stickers for $79. That's seven cents a sticker. The stickers are UV. They are they have UV spray on them. They protect from the sun. They're printed on vinyl to protect from uh, the water. Uh, they have a shelf life of about five years when they're stuck onto stuff. Ridestickers.com, seven cents a sticker. Can't beat that. Get 
right, and we're back. And it seems I'm, uh, I myself am getting a little spanked for being too uh, ethical about. I'm not. I'm not. Look, it's out there. It is what it is, man. The friggin', you know, bootlegs. Bootlegs are as common. Piracy is as common as as is the creation of the art that is pirated. So, what it is, what it is. Now that it's out there, I, so I took some notes. I, I I have some observations about what I heard, and I'm just going to talk about it. And here are my observations. So, the first side, or I guess side A, is Static Age stuff. Um, you have the some kind of hate. Now I've talked about the some kind of hate in the past, right? And um, I've said that, you know, it's an Elvis version. And people thought, I guess people thought I was talking about, like, you know, um, that he's really, really doing Elvis, you know, that sort of thing. He's not, man. It's just like, there's just this, like, Elvisy. There's, like, this Elvisy sort of, um, he just, he's just putting an Elvis inflection on it. That's what it is. He's just doing a little bit of Elvis inflection. And what's really cool, about this version. By the way, okay, here's wait, 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 wait. One other thing, one other thing to note as well. You know, all of these versions, yes, side two is very similar. I mean, it's literally the same versions from collections one. Some of them are from collections one, collections two, and the third disc of the box set. However, these are different versions of those versions. These are not polished. They are, uh, you can hear different things that were either turned up or turned down in the final mix and mastering of how they were officially released. And that just goes to show a bootleg. This is such an insane way to contrast and compare, you know, something that's officially released versus something that's bootleg. You just, they're just all these little nuances. And if you've been listening to this stuff that, you know, if you've been listening to this stuff for years, then you're going to, um, you're going to know, you're going to, you're going to know. Nico is saying that the vocal track is entirely different on side B on all songs. And I want to say that I disagree with some of that. Um, it's just the way that it is mixed and mastered and stuff. I think Dan is saying that the mixes are different and there's no overdubs for sure. For sure. Um, so let me get into it. So some kind of hate this Elvisy kind of version, 100%. He says, is Glenn's live vocal track? You can, yeah, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. So we can 100% confirm because of this version. Glenn says, what does Glenn say in some kind of hate? Does he say the eye of love or does he say the iron lung? He 100% says iron lung. Boom. End of debate, end of discussion, this silly little thing that's been going on forever and ever. I've always been in the Iron Lung camp. Sound really nerdy right now. It's it's Iron Lung, man. It's not Eye of Love. And you can clearly hear it said right there in some kind of hate. Uh, I wrote that it almost feels like a scratch vocal. Like he's not sure on his phrasing yet. So yeah, that's interesting. Um you know, Frank, when Frank was on briefly and uh, during our attempted uh, interview, he mentioned that the live set, the live set would go static age, TV casualty into some kind of hate. 
And I guess Some Kind of Hate was a relatively, I don't know, it was a newer song that was introduced towards the beginning of Recording Static Age, I think. Um, but when you're listening to this version, you can just, you, you can just, it almost seems like he's not sure on the phrasing of how he wants to do everything. What's up, Angus, Joe, Jody Ramone, Big Bufa. So he's, um, yeah, so it, 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 the phrasing is different. It's really cool. At around 42 seconds, the, all the instruments, not Glenn, but all the instruments seem to get lost for a moment before they find their place again. And that's kind of a common, not, maybe not exactly a common theme throughout a lot of these tracks, but you can just, you can definitely tell why, well, why these takes were not picked. Um, so, yeah. Um, John says, okay, John of Doom says both sides are new to us. All are versions I've never heard. I was listening to the, the to the to the third disc on Collection Three and making you know comparing. They're different mixes. They're definitely different versions. But we've heard these tracks before. The tracks are the same. They are just different different versions uh, of the same track. They're different. Uh, you know, they put they mass whatever it's mastering or ver I don't know. There's just stuff stuff that's different. Um. As to the vocals being different, maybe they are. I mean, I really would need to like sit, really, really sit and go back and forth. I did not do that. Um, but like I said, a lot of these tracks, like a lot of Joey Image's drums, kind of like sometimes they drop out or he, like he misses a beat or something like that sort of thing happens. Um, this version of Some Kind of Hate is slower. Now, I don't know if it's slower because uh i don't know i don't know why it's slower but it is slight slower slightly slower uh i wrote that the solo has less effects musicians take that for what take that for what what it means for what you mean uh for what that means in my writing but you know i don't know um okay john says he's obsessed with disc three and that they are trust me they're different man I, I feel like I was, I, are you sure, man? Cause that, that, uh, you know, that teenagers from Mars sounds very much like the, 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 vo at least the vocals sound very similar to what's on collection one. I, I mean, I was not, I thought I was hearing a different version of that same track, just like whatever mixed or mastered differently. However, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Didn't feel, didn't feel exactly the same. In any case, the solo has less effect on it. I guess that would be the best way to describe it. I don't know. There's something different about the the sound, the sonic sound of the solo on some kind of hate. Next up, Hollywood Babylon. The mix is just a different mix, man. Um, it's very similar to what came out. I actually want to check something. Some of these tracks was Hollywood Babylon, I want to look at the call sheet from the Scream With Me book, was Some Kind of Hate, sorry, not Some Kind of Hate, uh, what am I talking about? Hollywood Babylon. Let's look at Hollywood Babylon for a minute. What I believe there was only one take of Hollywood Babylon. Could that be the case, or am I wrong? Let us find out right now. Lots of hybrid moments. And for Hollywood, no, no, I am super wrong. There were four takes, four takes. Never mind. 
<laughs> Never mind, indeed. Never mind, indeed. And there were four of of uh, hybrid moments, and this one's an instrumental one, which means false, in, incomplete. Which one is the incomplete version? I can't. Uh, one, uh, take two is the false start. Interesting. Very interesting. Let's get let's get back to this. Okay, so um, the backing vocals seem different on Hollywood Babylon. They leading hmm, out on some kind of hate. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. They're super clear. They're super clear. The backing vocals. They seem different, but they are super clear. Uh, last caress. There's uh, there's a slight drum. Uh, like there's like a, it's like he misses a drum or something. And that's how I was able to tell that it was a definitively different version. Um, there are different freight. There's, there's slight phrasing differences. Um, here's something that was super crazy when listening to last caress, he's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but you know, every time I listen to last caress, I'm always thinking one last caress. One last caress again. I'm always thinking he's saying one last caress again. But when I listen on this one, he's saying one last caress, sweet death. One last caress, sweet death. And for when in my head, it, it always, it always goes one last caress again. One last caress, sweet death. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. It just, it just, I was like, this is not. This is not one last caress again. This is one last caress, sweet death. And I think that's in the lyrics. If I were to like go find the the lyrics uh, and hear hear it, so maybe it's just one of those things that you always just think you know what it is in your mind, and you never look at the lyrics to it. Uh, but he's saying one last caress, sweet death. I was like, whoa! You can hear it super clearly. Um, I'm sure it's always been sweet death. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, there is a different ending. I did notice, I was like, just hearing him do all the, oh, oh, he's, he has perfect pitch, man. I mean, his voice in, in 78. Oh my God. Just like unbelievable. Uh, hybrid moments. This is a rough instrumental. Uh, the instrument arrangements uh, the parts are different in the guitar and the bass, the drums, I think, are functionally the same, right? I think the drums are the same, but the the guitar and the bass are doing something way different, okay? And that's because this song started off as a piano song, and now they're adding guitar and bass. And from what – this is just my guess. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying I know. I don't, I don't actually know. Uh, this is something I could ask Frank when he comes on the show. Um, you know, it sounds like they are still trying to figure out how they want to do the guitar part and the bass part or how the bass works with the guitar now that there's no piano. And um, that makes me wonder, like, was it rearranged in the studio? I don't know. Um, and then eventually this, this, this rough instrumental take of hybrid moments, it falls apart, man. It just falls apart. And it's like, it's like, it almost feels like nobody says anything, but this is just from what I'm listening to. It almost feels like they 
what they were doing wasn't working for them. So they just abandoned it. Like they just like dropped, you know, they, they just stopped playing. They were like, okay, this isn't working, that sort of thing. And maybe that's what eventually led to a rearrangement of the guitar and bass as we know it. And that, that's why that's what it, it, it sounds like what it looks like. Um, I don't know. Um, the bass was already there when they worked in the guitar with Franche. Yeah, it was, but you know, I don't know, bringing in the guitar versus playing the, playing it with the piano, maybe that changes it. Maybe that changes it. So I, I don't know. I really don't know. Just, these are just my personal, these are just my observations when listening to this uh, static age. You got the count off at the beginning. Uh, I said that, okay, so it sounds like a guide scratch vocal. And what is a guide scratch vocal for anybody who's not a musician? I'm not a musician, but for anybody who doesn't know, it's like, it's like when you're, if you're live tracking, if you're live tracking in a studio setting and maybe you're like isolated or whatever, you need the, the you need a guide vocal. You have the vocalist is singing, but they're going to replace their vocal with the proper studio vocal, with the proper studio performance. And the guide vocal is really just, it's scratch. It's meant like it's meant to be scratched at some point. And so that vocal in that static age feels like a guide vocal, a guide scratch vocal to me. Um, he tries a different phrasing with the line, our eyes crisscross, hold, and gaze. Um, that was interesting to hear. There's just different phrasing. There's a lot of different phrasing on Static Age. Uh, and then the ending is totally different. And that's where a lot of these things, the endings are totally different from the versions that we've heard. And it just sort of, it drifts off in a different kind of way. It's really interesting. Um, John is saying, yes, Robbie, uh, uh, GD on hybrid guitar, definitely. Really? So that's Glenn playing guitar. Oh, so maybe, huh? I wonder. I wonder what that means. So what, like, if that wasn't working, and then maybe Frank tried a different part, and that's what. I don't know. That's that's how that's how it came together. Um, in the doorway, I forget who told me this, and I can't claim to know, but there are two takes of in the doorway, and. This is one of them, I guess. And I guess on the actual Static Age album, they're both married together. Uh, it's really cool to hear Glenn stretching out the notes on the Vox, the vocals. Um, I'll go back to the, the comments because I want to read what you guys are saying. You guys have a lot of observations yourself. Uh, who killed Marilyn? All right. So then you switch over and it's the horror business band. And oh my God, these bands are so different. It's amazing when you replace two members and put in two different players with different vibes, like just different, it just, it becomes a different band. The horror business band and the static age band are two different bands, man. Um, coolest part about this, who killed Marilyn? Um, well, first of all, it sounds like, I mean, we know everything was live because Bobby always talks about that, right? They're in a room. They don't, uh, there's no, there's no uh, isolation between Jerry has a really, really, really big bass amp and Bobby has a really, really, really small amp. And there's a lot of bleed through on their backup microphones. Jerry's bass, overwhelming bass, 
blends like crazy with Bobby's guitar. It's a mess on on some on some stuff. At least with the especially with the I think the Night of Living Dead single they did. I don't know if it was the same here, but that's kind of that's the setup, right? Um, but the band is so different. You know, I love Mr. Jim, favorite favorite uh, drummer I think in the Misfits. But I do love I love something about Joey's playing. Joey Joey is not a precise drummer at all. Jim is precise. That was so that's what's so interesting. They in the same way that they go from Bobby to Doyle, they go from Jim to to Joey Image. You know, RIP Joey Image, no disrespect. Um Joey Image and you can hear it on these tracks. Joey Image is just power, man. He's just all power. Um and just like just Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I was wrong. I'm wrong. It is, I, I am talking about Night of the Living Dead. And this is not, this was done, uh, this was done at the beginning of, of 1979 in February, I think. So it would not, so maybe the amps would not have been situated like that. But it does explain why Night of the Living Dead was, was messy. Um, they were absolutely playing in a live setting, though. And yeah, to go back to Joey and Mr. Jim, Mr. Jim, he's like a precise assassin. He's like a precise assassin. And Joey is like a bruiser, man. He's just like a basher, man. You can hear him, you know, Bobby talks about that too. He talks about how Joey just hit with such power. Um, just really just and um and jim is just so i don't know jim is like a machine in his own way jim is precise man he's super precise and that was the i mean that's a huge difference jim was fast too and joey's not as fast and joey you know joey will miss a fill like he misses his fills that sort of stuff he was a clunky drummer he was a clunky drummer but he was a powerful drummer i do like a lot of his parts i don't know if he made those parts or if glenn made made those parts Everybody always wants to say Glenn wrote, you know, you know, Glenn was the mastermind of all of it. Yeah, sure. Okay. But like, you know, I don't know. I, Jerry, has, uh, Joey has a very unique style. Jim is a very unique style. Glenn liked what he heard. And he goes, okay, that's good. That's good. Right. Like I would imagine, I don't know. I don't know, but I imagine something like that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but it's cool, man. Just to hear the horror business band is just a whole different vibe. It's a whole different vibe. Um, there's no backing vocals on this Who Killed Marilyn. Um, Bobby Steele's solo is awesome. It is, it's different. I've never heard this Bobby Steele solo on this Who Killed Marilyn. He's doing that Johnny Thunders wobbling tre- tremelo, whatever the thing it is, or that sort of thing that he does on horror business. But he's doing it, and he's doing it live. You can tell. There's no uh, people have said in the comments. There's no, there's no overdubs, right? So you, so so Bobby is switching over to doing. He's switching over from whatever rhythm to doing this live thing, and it's awesome. And like I said, Joey sort of misses a drum roll. Um, I like Jerry's bass tone too. It's not the ugly, distorted, you know goblin-esque, you know, you know, vacuum cleaner. 
it's um i don't know it's got a nice low end to it there's something about the tone that just is really pleasing to my ear um and yeah i don't know then um where eagles dare so uh i totally see why that take was not picked it is i've of all the takes i feel like there's a lot of takes of where eagles dare it is absolutely my least favorite take of where eagles dare i'm sorry to say it just is it's just not jerry's goblin <laughs> exactly jeff base on that session was absolutely by di direct into the board okay so so then he okay so i'm, I'm making this up so the 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 everything i was talking about that was for the night of living dead over the summer and jerry might have been okay so jerry's plugged into the board during in in february of 79 or whatever january of 79 it's about a year after they do static age that they're doing this this other thing uh the, the session um I love one thing that I love about this version of where Eagles dare. I love the backing vocals and they sound like they're clearly being done live. And so when listening to these live tracks, I almost, and because they're so like, you know, I don't know, they've just got a lot of character. I almost can close my eyes and just imagine that I'm there and hearing them play live the horror business band. And the Static Age band. And that's what's so fun about hearing a recording like this. So that's why it's so special and, you know, valuable and treasured and lovely to me personally. Um, I just think it's great. I do. I do. Uh, you know, hearing it. I like hearing it. Um, that's what people just want to hear it. That's the end of the day. Um, then you have the horror business. And it almost sounds like the collection one version. And this is where I started to get very, it was at this point that I started to get very confused. And I'm starting to think, I, you know, some people were saying online, oh yeah, the second half is all collect. It's all stuff that's already, we've already heard before. And straight up off the bat, whether it is or isn't, I'm not trying to argue one way or the other. It is absolutely different in that you have never heard these tracks with certain things on them that are not there in the way that they are mastered and mixed and put out as releases. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Right. Um, Joey messes up on the drums for this uh, horror business. Uh, and I said, Joey is power because he is super, he is just, he's just wailing on those drums. Uh, but this, this version of horror business, I don't know. It doesn't have as much swagger. I think for me, Personally, I think the definitive version of horror business has to be Collection One. I just really like it. I just like it. You know, it could you you know it could probably be remastered and given more like uh, sound space or whatever you want to call it, more dynamic dynamics if if that's even possible. But you know, that, I don't know. That version just has has a real shine. There is no solo which makes me think that the solo that Bobby does is punched in. So the solo that we hear on collection one, that, that awesome solo that's punched in that, or they punched in for that. What is punched in? It's when they, you know, you go back and you, you insert. So that was another interesting thing that Frank mentioned when he was doing, we are one thirty-eight. He went into the solo as if they were playing live. He was supposed to play the rhythm straight through and not do the little solo 
So they went back and they punched in rhythm instead of punching in the solo. So they kind of did it like reversed because generally you would do the whole rhythm track and then you would overdub a solo on top, right? Something like that. I don't know. Is there, is there a rule? Is there a rule of thumb? Is that what you're supposed to do? <coughs> um, now, what's most interesting, whether this is Collection 1 version of Teenagers from Mars or not, whether it is Collection 1 version of Children in Heat or not, um, you know, and again, I'm not going to sit here and debate with anybody over, I too have been listening to these tracks forever, and there are just certain things that, you know, you hear it and you go, oh yeah, that's the same track, because you know, you know, and for me, what really made me think that this was the same same Teenagers from Mars from collection one version, but more, but unedited because, you know, it's a little bit unedited. It's not, you know, it goes into, it goes right into children in heat at the end because that's what they used to do live. They would go from teenagers to Mars into children of heat. And I believe if you look at, I believe if you look at the live at the perfect crime bootleg, which is three songs bootleg from 79 from one of those shows that they did in Pennsylvania, you can hear it's literally the live version of the horror business EP and you can hear them go right in. I think it flows right in from teenagers into children in heat. And so, um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to, to hear how they do it. It's almost like they don't know how to start it any other way because later on they do the same. And when I first heard these outtakes, that was the two biggest takeaways from the little things that I heard that were the differences. One, the Elvis, the Elvis E version, Elvis E, the more Elvis-like version of Glenn's vocal in some kind of hate, and the going in from Teenagers from Mars into Children Meet. And I couldn't, it was so exciting to hear that again. I mean, I literally could not believe that. Like, I was like, I can't believe that this stuff actually leaked. It's incredible to me. Um, so, so I've I think I've heard that. That's what I was saying. I was, think I've heard that version of Teenagers before. Even even when I had listened to it back then, I think that is just a different version of the Collection One version. And I know people are going to argue with me to death about it, but I don't know. Uh, the, the backing vocals are kind of different a little bit in the sense that. I don't know, and I'm guessing that's that's obviously it's Jerry and Bobby. The 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 growl that you hear on Collection One version of Teenagers from Mars is the same that's on this version of Teenagers from Mars, and that's what gave it away to me. And then I went back and I started listening to other parts, and I was like, oh yeah, this is the same, even though it's different. It's a different version. Uh, and then we go right into Children in Heat, and that this reminds. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is the version from Collection Two. Um, you can hear the, the screaming, Jerry screaming in the background. It's kind of the same, but, but one thing that's different is it's different at the end and they do, they do do the count off. Um, who killed Marilyn version two again, box set disc three. Uh, it's different. There's different stuff in the mix. Bobby solo is, it just has different tones, you know? Um, I don't know. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. Uh, and then the final version of Children in Heat 2, also sad to say, I'm pretty sure this is on box set disc three, <coughs> but it's still a different version. It's still different because they actually, they count off and start with the end of Teenagers from Mars going into Children in Heat. So 
you know, it's like even in the studio, in this live setting, we're still going to count into uh, this song by starting with, you know, the end of the other song, because that's how we do it in our live set, if that makes any sense. And that's it. Those are my observations. And uh, let me go to the comments now and see. Everybody's like, Jeff, you're wrong. What are you doing? You don't know what you're talking about. We'll see. I'm just going to answer. If bootlegs are bad. Yeah, that is true, too. If bootlegs are bad, I would have never heard Last Caress in 92. Nico is straight up saying that none of these versions of takes were ever distributed before. Uh, the static age side is just just takes from studio banter track. From, on, no, it does not. That for sure I can say. That for sure I can say. I I really think the problem is, you know, there's there's different the the there are different uh, effects or filters or something on these versions of these tracks. And that are just left over. This is like what it was. Everything that we've heard from the 90s has had the Caroline polish job put over it, right? It's been, you know, mastered and, and you know, restored in such a way. It's so pristine. When you listen, the contrast, when you listen to both, when you listen to everything, it's just so, uh, it's so night and day. It's so insane. Um, yeah, this is, this seems to make a lot of sense. It's unmixed, undubbed versions of the horror business sessions. That's what it feels like, in all honesty. But, again, it's different versions, and it's cool to hear. It's fresh. It is new. It is technically new to us, or at least, you know, on you know, in terms of what people have seen versus what they've not seen. Um, and, yes, that is also true. Bootlegs were the only way to get – I mean, that's, a, that's the flip side. So let me play the devil's advocate now. Let me flip – completely flipped from what I said at the beginning of this video. You know, if you are not going to, if you do not keep repressing things that are, that there is a demand for, that people want to hear, if you let things fall out of print, someone's going to do it. Someone is going to bootleg it. Someone is going to repress it. Uh, and that's kind of the way, you know, I guess supply and demand work, you know, at least a, a, a faction of it in that people, when people want something bad enough, they are going to find a way to counterfeit it and get it if they can't get it through official avenues. So that's the flip side. And it's not, you know, I, I see. I see both sides to it. I see that side to it at least. Um, Miguel says, correct. But with Glenn's original live take vocal on it, side B vocals were not used on the final versions. The, the music was though. Okay. So maybe that's why it feels like I've heard some of this stuff before while other stuff they they switch they switch some things around a little bit since there isn't much photos or videos from that era would be cool uh, to hear maybe outtakes in the background to image of course of course the misfits are just getting to that age just like their punk rock peers to where more stuff is going to be leaked I mean everything so much has has come out. You know, there's a lot of stuff that the remote, there's a lot of Ramones stuff that's never come out. I mean, there's tons of stuff. Think about all of the tapes that Joe, I mean, you have to imagine too, like back in the day, you know, maybe not with the Misfits, but like their band, you know, bands, they make like demos. You make a demo, you make a, a you know, um, 
you create the song, you document the song to show your bandmates. These are the earliest versions of these songs and they live on cassette tapes, right? So it's like, I don't know what bands that applies to you, but you have to imagine the collections, the unreleased things. And some of them get put out as like bonus discs, you know, back in the aughts, right? Like, wasn't that like at the height of CD-dom, CD-dom, CD, at the height of CDs, where it was like bonus discs, discs were filled with this stuff. We loved it. Beatles anthology. I mean, just like eat it up, you know, totally eat that stuff up. Um, <clears throat> uh, who is leaking this? I don't know. I don't, I, it's a mystery. It is a mystery. I do not know. No clue. Um, I cannot. Did, no, I do not know. Nope. Nope. I don't know. Yes, I agree. Everyone is all of a sudden a Misfits audio expert today. Truly. That, that is true. That is true. Um, I agree, Tanner. Uh, I think Jerry or Bobby did live 79 Perfect Crime. Uh, who knows? No idea. Pat, Pat thinks that uh, somebody made it, that it's BS, and that's his opinion. Listen closely. Um, in I don't think someone counterfeited it. I think these are legit. I just think that it's not like it, it. They are tracks. We've heard versions. We've heard polished, mastered versions of some of these songs at different lengths. Meaning, like the 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 tails or the the beginning were chopped off. You know what I mean? Like that's. It's just. It's confusing because there's just so there's so many variations. You know that kind of thing. Um, only back then did bootlegs work when stuff was a lot harder to acquire. Only back then did bootlegs work when, well, I mean, maybe there was, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what too. I'll, 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 I'll also affirm this in the pre-digital age where you could not share where things wouldn't spread so rapidly the way that they would come 2001 with Napster, where it really was, you know, if you're not, you know, if you just want to hear something, if you just want to be a completionist, just want to add something to your collection, if you don't have the money to buy the original because it costs, you know, thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars, I guess the, a bootleg, a bootleg had a different place back then. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If it's out of print, if it's out of print, your time to pimp. That doesn't work, Tanner. I, 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 it doesn't work. I'm sorry. I also have, if you don't know this one, yeah, that, well, that's just, that's just a great phrase. If you don't know what, if you don't know this one, what the F are you doing here? I feel like this stuff would have never seen the light of day if it didn't leak until Glenn dies or something. Who knows? No one can say for certain. No one knows what was coming up the pipe. Nobody knows. Um, all I know is that now it's probably affected what they could have intended to release if they wanted to. But who ultimately, nobody knows. Only they know, right? I would want to see this officially out, but knowing how tight Danzig is and his relations with the ex... Yeah. 
probably would not probably would not come out um i agree man selling it and making money off of it is effed it is man it's just it really is that's that's the okay so of everything we discussed that's really the angle that really just blows in in all of this man like you know it's one thing okay you're sharing it with someone who wants to just hear it and whatever and it's already out there and you can't like i said the the the, the toothpaste is out of the bot the the bottle you can't put it back in it's done what's done is done fine but when you are like exploiting it when you are making money off it and putting putting out copies into the world and this was not just that this was a leak i mean this was clearly a leak because these are studio these are studio outtakes, man. It's just, it's a whole different, whole different ball game. So, um, let's see what else we got here. Just do a coffin box of all the EPs on colored vinyl. No, no, no new albums. Just that. I would love that mushroom. That would be, that would be something. That would be nice. That would be nice. The famous mod. Yeah, we already talked about that. Um, I'm sure Danzig doesn't want because he considers subpar. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. That goes back to what I was saying about like how an artist wants to be represented. Some people don't want to, some you know, and someone who's singing like you know doesn't like the way that they sang that take, and then it gets leaked out, and then it's just like, damn, like I don't want people to hear me singing like that, even if we think it's great. These recordings are outtakes, but there are, yeah, there are mistakes. And that's why they were clearly not used. You know, a, you can tell, you can tell with just about every one of these tracks why they might have been left off or not picked uh, in favor of other ones. I'm not sure if that person eventually let it out. I agree with you, though. I'd like to hear how things evolve sonically as well. Hmm. Um... This is not, I, again, I'm not trying to moral, this is not a moral spanking. I just I just want to emphasize that even though we're talking about bootlegs, that I do think bootlegs are wrong on some level. <laughs> um, no, this was a sloppy show. What can I say? This was a sloppy show. The Devil Lock demo is really good. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm not, no. I'm not conducting PSYOP on Misfits fans for engaging in bootlegging. Are, who's, are, are any of you bootlegging these things? I mean, they're all being shared, and it's already out there. It's not like, you know. <laughs> um, how many music videos did the Misfits go film? So <clears throat> there's Brain Eaters, Night of the Living Dead, uh, London Skulls Skulls was is incomplete and potentially London Dungeon which would mean there were four music videos Alle uh, apparently allegedly four music videos uh our friend Chris Corkum RIP who was there claims that they were doing something for that there was a plan for something for London Dungeon but that's his that was his 40 something year old memory so who knows they have the skulls one for sure, and that involved blood coming out of skulls. It had some special effects, and then Night of Living Dead video, and Brain Eaters is the only one to come out, and that's it. 
And that was, I mean, I guess that's the real Holy Grail is the Night of the Living Dead video. Uh, but that was just video. It's not actually, I mean, the, the audio would have just been the track for Night of the Living Dead. Although it probably would have been the Walk Among Us version. It would not have been the horror business version, right? Um, yes, I agree. The Iron Lung sounds as clear as day on that version. It's so great. Um there's proof of Night of the Living Dead existing. Yes, there is. For sure, for sure. I, I'm so happy that it's maggots in the iron lung. It makes me so happy. Who would have the eye of love? Come on. Eye of love? Really? Um, okay, so Nico's saying, yeah, the vocal track is entirely different on side B on all songs. I'm just gonna have to, I'm just gonna have to re-listen re to it and just see. Mixes are different and no overdubs. That's what, that personally, that's what I really hear more than anything. Different mixes, no overdubs. But there is, you know, there is some slight instrumentation stuff that does feel a little varied. Um, when did this bootleg for the material first surface? Uh, I believe eBay. And then what's happened is some people have bought it. It's, it's gotten ripped. It's on Reddit. Um, it's spread, it's just, it's spread everywhere and that's it. I mean, it's already out there, you know, it's out there. What can you do? Um, eventually it will be on YouTube. Somebody will upload it to YouTube as, as, as these things go and it'll be a free for all. It already is. It already is. <clears throat> it's Glenn's live vocal track. You can compare horror business. When you say live, you mean like the scratch, the scratch. Vocal tracks don't have layers on them. Hmm, interesting. Right, right, right. He hasn't double-tracked his vocals or anything. Probably not even mixed. It's most likely the day of mix. The band members took home the day of the recording. Dan, that is really, that is a really good, like, Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor? Occam's Razor of the situation, I think. Oh, okay, so yeah, so for In the Doorway, it was half of take one and half of take two for the vocals. I think side two is the live take that they off that they oftentimes that they don't always use. Hmm. And there are at least now three versions of the horror business sessions. That's insane. That is insane. If you put horror business. Okay, if you put horror business on the from the new boot vinyl and compare it to all prior released versions, it's definitely a different take. You can hear Glenn's voice even crack at points. Yeah, he does seem to be um, he does seem to be straining. There's a little bit of straining there. I'll tell you, he strains when he tries to sing hybrid moments live in '77. He is straining, or he is. You can tell it's not, it's taxing his voice. Hello, Angus. <clears throat> um, and yeah, John is convinced. So is Robbie. Some kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does. He goes, he goes, there's some kind of love. Well, baby, some kind of hate. That's the, that's the, that's the Elvis thing. Different vocals. Okay, different vocals, but the instruments are the same. So that's where I was, that's where I suckered. So really, what you need to do is just focus on the vocals. Uh, the material on the bootleg is 
absolutely fantastic. It is really cool to hear it. It is. I mean, I would be lying if I said it was. <laughs> um, but it's bad. Bootlegging is bad. It is very, very bad. It's bad, okay. You can hear the yeah, you hear you can hear guitar, you can hear some guitar stuff, but you definitely the most prevalent thing of all, like I said, uh you can hear the static age band, they get lost at like one for like a microsecond on some kind of hate. It's like everybody slows down, like, wait, what are we doing? And then they like pick it back up and they they're boom, they're they're good. Uh, but you can hear on uh, the horror business band, uh, which is just, again just a different beast. You can hear the you can hear the mess ups. Um, I'm going through, going through here. Jody Ramon says, "All I know is some kind of hate is a top five Misfits track for me." Mm. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. Let's keep going. While I'm looking for some more. You're really needing out on some kind of hate. Oh, this is when I'm going through the notes. I'm glad it, uh, two eyes says, I'm glad it surfaced. It sounds to me like most of the stuff on the bootleg is live studio takes. Yeah. Sometimes the, the parts, uh, or all of it on the final version, usually the vocals and solos are overdubbed. Hmm. Yeah, dude. I believe the first version. I believe the first verse is the maggots and the iron lung won't copulate. The third verse on the emphasis is the maggots in the eye of love. No, no, I won't believe it. I won't believe it. Jim doesn't end it with the band on last caress and Hollywood goes a quarter of a measure too long. Yeah, that's what it does. It's like it, uh, the song keeps going clearly after it was supposed to end a little bit in that kind of way. Um, Still not, yeah, dude. You don't need any Zippo fluid. Yeah, we know, we know, we know, we know. Um, they messed up the endings of a few of these songs. Must be early takes. There's not a lot. There's not a ton. There's not a ton of takes. You know, I mean, there's a couple. Bass was already there. Yeah, I totally messed that up about the. Um, I totally messed up the story. I, I crossed my wires. The Night of the Living Dead is when 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 Jer when Jerry's bass was dwarving Bobby's little amp, and that's where we had all the bleed through. That was not on the horror business sessions. Anyone mentioned Glenn on guitar on this? Is it just for hybrid moments, or people think it's that there's more Glenn guitar? This is a long-standing. Um, discussion absolutely sounds like glenn on guitar for hybrid is that why and here's my question is that why the part is different too because it sounds like he's not playing the same thing um kevin has a lot of thoughts about bootlegs hmm he's asking similar questions here there's plenty of guitar mistakes during hybrid it's most likely glenn on guitar wow because there's so maybe it's not a different version. There's just a lot of mistakes on on that. I guess I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? On the Misfits Central under Songbook, it says 
I don't think that was the case in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, yeah, man. I really do. John, John of Doom. I agree, man. That that Children of Heat too is great. I mean, Children of Heat is one of my favorite Misfit songs. I just abs- I absolutely love it. Um, I, lo- I would love to hear that the horror business band doing that live. That would just that would just melt my face off. Truly. Um, the bootleg says blank records. So maybe, uh, no, no, I, I really don't think that is the case. I'll tell you one thing. It was whoever did this, it, it was, this was damaging. This was truly a, a damaging thing to do. Children two is just basically another take versus a sequel. Right. You like my Glenn voice? This is my uh, older Glenn. You know, uh, later later on, this is my Glenn Danzig. Uh, all of, yeah, Bobby's solos in general. Bobby's solos are great. No, this is not a do rag. I just have long hair and I'm wearing a backwards hat. Thank you. I asked Bobby about this today. Tanner says I asked Bobby about this today, and he was surprised how good it sounded. So Bobby was. Bobby, who hadn't heard this in a while, was surprised, probably since he recorded it, was surprised at how good it sounded. Um, a DI direct into the board. That's what that means in a DI. Um, and I guess, so when it's a DI, when you're going directly into the board, there's no, there's no, uh, what's it called? Uh there's the, the the sound doesn't have any real space to it, right? It feels like it's harder to mix DI than it is to have mix something that was recorded in like uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't I don't have the words. I don't have the words to describe what I'm talking about. I can it makes sense in my head. Um, can someone explain how horror business? Can someone explain? The horror business still new to this band and a little confusing, so it's its own thing. I don't exactly know what you mean. A horror business was just a single. The horror business, big bufa bofa, tofu. Horror business was a one of their singles that they put out, and the band had changed lineups. They used to have Franche Coma, Mister Jim, for the Static Age, and then they switched with to Bobby and Joey Image. Set the positions were drums and guitar, and they just swapped them out and changed the sound of the band and they recorded a bunch of they recorded um i would say they recorded pretty much an album's worth of material altogether uh in both january and you know six months later um midpoint in the summer there's enough material i think what did they do like seven eight nine songs ten songs something like that for children they played the end of yes yes because that's how they did it live said that already oh my god the comments are never ending man what's up table oh what's up tabletop bob i work with this guy what's up tabletop bob how you doing how you down see you tomorrow at lunch how did bobby hear it who knows man who knows who knows how these things happen not sure this bootleg has an actual official name other than the miss it's just outtakes from 1979 i guess any person will get lost the time is a vinyl release 
Um, Vonsper says, Guns N' Roses tried to sue the kid who leaked Chinese democracy, but they stopped because they would have to prove legally that it was made to be released. Ouch. That's a, that is a good contribution to this discussion. We got, we got riot stickers in the house. How you doing? What is, what is not BS? I don't know. I'm just trying to get through all these comments. They just keep coming, man. Uh, was horror business ever played by the Mr. Jim Franche coma lineup? I believe uh, they were doing songs. I'm trying to, th- I think they were doing children in heat. I think they were, they were playing where Eagles dare children in heat who killed Marilyn when Frank and J- and more probably that's what I think off the top of my, that's what I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, where Eagles there children in heat and who killed Marilyn. And Frank tells the story of it ain't a mystery. It ain't a mystery. It ain't a mystery. That's that was the original. That was the original uh, um, vocal, vocal whatever. Like to hear static age lineup play horror. We so I actually I made a video about this or I clipped a video about this a while back and I asked people, what did I ask people? Uh, static age band, yeah, static age band covering horror business. Or horror business band covering static. Well, we've heard that. We've heard that because I mean, they do. If you listen to that, Max is Kansas City. That's kind of what's happening. <clears throat> Robbie says it's kind of impossible for this to be fake. You would have to have the exact equipment from pedals to guitars to bass to drums to microphones to engineers to tape to get it sound exactly how it did in '78. Not to mention fake Glenn's vocals. It's not, it's definitely not fake, but in turn here, I, I'm not, I don't, it's absolutely not fake. It's just different. It's different variation on things that we've definitely heard. And in the kit, Robbie and Nico and, and John and other people are saying, it's just, it's, it's different vocals on, on the same instrumental or vice versa or some combination like that. So, but it's not fake. It's definitely not fake. It is the real deal. It and it is something that we have not heard before. Um, I mean, look at the look at the hybrid moments, man. So, mm, 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 mm. hold on, just trying to get to the bottom of this. Just keeps going and going and going. This isn't really even a show anymore because I'm not even really saying anything. It's just me reading the comments. Is it, am I just, is this just a repeat of all the comments? Is that the problem? Is that why this is happening? I really, I have to go to bed. It's friggin' midnight, guys. It's friggin' midnight. I gotta go. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I have to leave. We really went through this whole thing, I think, pretty well. So. You know, that's it, man. That's that's all I want to say. Maybe it was a little, maybe I was a little too heavy-handed at the beginning of this thing, but I mean, it's interesting stuff, man. I, I, I it's interesting stuff. But you know, the fact that we're living in a day and age. Wow, thank you, Sharpie, for the donation. I'm gonna make a from a show bootleg. Go ahead, you can rip them all. 
Thank you, Sharpie. You can you can rip off all the shows you want. Just put them in the video ripper. It could uh uh you know what would be fun to do? You know it would be so fun. I don't even know how it would work. To do a uh, it's I'm not the first person to do it. Do a vinyl podcast. Do like a podcast on vinyl, like you know, and put it out as a record. I don't know what what to put on it, but like what would be interesting enough to put on the vinyl. Uh, but it would be really, really cool. It would be really, really cool. It's been done. It's been done. Uh, Rue is asking. Hold on. Ru, hold on. Rue is asking when am I going to get Franche back? Hold on. I'm a freak. I lost it. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Where is it? <clears throat> Freaking midnight, dude. How did this get to midnight? It's because I took so long to do this. His voice would have been strained because it was being performed live and he was more into the yelling on the final studio versions. He's more relaxed in the vocal booth and he's better control. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you say live, I mean, it's a scratch. That's what it is, a scratch vocal. Um, you'll have to ask... Franche, if he's heard these recordings on the makeup show, I'll put that in my list. We'll see. Maybe not. I don't know. It might be a touchy subject. <clears throat> Franche, that that's in. I gotta I gotta talk to him. We gotta we gotta square that away. We will. But I will say, there's a very nice surprise separate from Franche. There's a really good surprise coming. Really good. Really really good. Earth AD. Does anyone, does everyone know about the Earth AD session, Iggy cover, I Gotta Write, Glenn Ment? Did they do that during the Earth AD session, though? I, I've heard him talk about I Gotta Write. As a matter of fact, he wrote the foreword for an Iggy Pop book, and he talked about how he changed the lyrics anytime I want to, anytime I want, I gotta write to kill, something like that. What's up, Count Zacula's in the house? What's going on? Um, but I don't know if that happened during the Earth AD session that'd be pretty cool seems as though the titles of these of the bootlegs have boring names <laughs> yeah could be better no tranche will be back on and i like i said i have a i have a surprise guest i have a surprise guest that is coming Chappelle did a podcast vinyl apparently i what man if i could think of a of a good enough topic if I could really think of something really cool to talk about, that would be really insane. I don't know how. I guess I would record a wave file and then I'd put it on vinyl. And it would only, oh, it would only exist on vinyl. That would be it. You can't, it doesn't get uploaded anywhere. If you want it, you got to buy the vinyl. So someone rips it, bootlegs it, and chop, puts it out there. Okay. Good night, everybody. I'm out. I'm out. I gotta go. Peace and hair grease. Thanks for joining me. Special episode. More stuff coming. Until next time.